0: Hello and welcome to the punting monologue, punters. Yet another successful week coming up. I can smell it thanks to the folk at mintsports.com.au and mintbet.com.au. Download the app and get us vibrating in your dax today. I'm joined, as always, by the man with the stats lining our pockets, Benny Clifton. How are you, Benny? Yeah,
1: good, Sonny. How you going, mate? You recovered from Meredith, I take it?
0: Mate, it's bizarre. I have never pulled up better. I'm waiting for the delayed effect, but I feel I'm ready to go again. Maybe I'm just match fit. (laughs) You've had a a heavy couple of weeks. It's been a big month when you factor in the uh, insomnia with the World Cup as well. But you know what? You buy the ticket, you take the ride. So we're (laughs) heading to Flemington, mate. These are all relatively short races. There's a couple of lengthy ones, but it's a real dash for cash vibe this week. If you can harken back to the Wide Water Sports Days. You looking forward to it? yeah for sure it's a good little card actually
1: um Mm. a summer card even though it's pretty wintery in melbourne at the moment oh there's a couple of stakes races on the cards and you know there's there'll be horses aiming at the magic moons and the gold coast in a few weeks as well so it's good racing it's we're racing on a good track as well so confidence levels are
0: high confidence is high repeat confidence is high yeah, great. So, so what can you tell me about the track on Saturday?
1: Yeah, so it's a soft five as we speak at the moment on Thursday afternoon. Expect with decent enough weather it should get to a good four. I don't think they'll put too much water on it. Um, the rail was nine metres last time. We're back to the true. I think it'll be a pretty traditional Flemington track, I think. Leaders at Flemington don't find it as easy as they do at, Other tracks around Australia, it's just a long straight. It's a testing straight, and you're left on your own for a long time. So I think I generally look for horses who are going to be strong through the line, you know, blending into the race three wide with cover. So that's sort of where I'm concentrating my efforts. There is a little bit of a wind around, which not sure if we'll have an impact here. could get up to, you know, 25 k south-southeasterly. Headwind in the straight, in the back straight. Should be a tailwind in the home straight. I'm just going to have a bit each way with this wind. I just want to see how it plays, see if it builds up enough uh, velocity to have any effects. So I think we can go into this meeting with confidence that the track will race fairly at this stage.
0: I like that we haven't even started and you're punting on the velocity of wind. We're going each way (laughs) on the velocity, guys. That almost sounds like a horse, velocity of wind.
1: It's just a factor which you can't see and it's a very difficult one for punters to get their head around and you just have to, I think you have to take a note of the prices of the early winners to see if, if the wind is having an impact.
0: I don't want to shock or alarm any of our loyal listeners but coming from someone who knows absolutely nothing, with all of those factors in play, would you look at this card and think it's worth actually backing a savvy jockey? Like you need someone on the, on the horse that knows exactly how Flemington runs and how to handle the weather?
1: I think that is a rule for any any meeting. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: We'll go through it in, uh, as we
1: go yeah. through the card. But jockeys are the most important factor in getting there. Getting the weight in right for them and jockey changes in particular. If you get a you know, say an apprentice jumping off a horse and get Jamie Carr jumping on it, can really improve yeah. a horse a lot. Yeah, great. There there are some jockeys who do ride the conditions better than others. They're sort of more well researched. Craig Williams is is a good one for example. He really does his homework and 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 reads the track patterns. So ah uh, for sure, some jockeys are better prepared than others.
0: I'm going to put that down as a win for my hosting abilities. All right, let's get into it. Let's go race one. We're looking at uh, the three-year-olds over 1,200. A couple of rivers lead the race here. Sounds like we're playing poker. River Noir, the favourite at 280. River Ribble at the moment at 480. Then we drop down to the Guava at 750. She Dances and O Tycoon locked up at about 950. Any of those there? Or let me guess, mate. We're just having a look.
1: No, no, no. We're playing here. Are we? Yeah, as, yes. as you say, as we go through the card, we're playing early and sitting out late. Okay. As far as the speed map goes, I think it should be an, uh, an even tempo. There's a few horses having their first look down the straight, so I don't can't imagine them going too hard. It can be a little bit testing. So I'm going to go with the favourite here, River Noir. Obviously, in the early market, it's been a bit of a drifter. It's two thirty out to $2.80 at the moment. I can't really pick any holes in it form-wise. You have a look at what it did at Moe on debut. It was well back $4 into $3.30. Went five lengths inside standard on that occasion. Big margins. Peter Moody absolutely flying. 13 from their last 50. You get Jamie Carr going on board. There's so many positives. Just the market drift does concern me a bit. It probably just indicates that we're going to get a better price as we get close to the jump. We're still betting about 122%. That percent should get down to about 116 just before the jump. So expect. I, I want to back Rivendu, but I would hold off at the moment. I don't think just the way the market's trending that there's not going to be any market move for it. So you might get a, a better price closer to the race, but I'm still keen to back it the others uh o tycoon brings a sydney form was pretty well backed at Kembla grange last start i just don't know if it's strong enough form to beat this favorite uh, bjorn baker's obviously bring it down here with the plan and the other horse river ribble is probably worth talking about coming out of the red card race at Packingham, where they went really well never really got much room it is a nice horse i just think it's john barrier too it might be back on the inside down the straight which is definitely not the place to be. So River Noir for me, Sonny. If we hold fire, we'll get a better price. I think it'll run you a really good race.
0: I like it. I like it. Keep your powder dry and pounce late. So race two, got the Mare's over 1,100. Race two, got a clear favourite here in number seven, Kotel. Then there's just a handful of things coming through it around double figures. Have you got any value for us or is the favourite that short for a reason? No, no. We're against the favourite here, Sonny.
1: Completely.
0: Yeah, this is what I like, Benny. Yes.
1: Let's talk jockeys. This is okay. this is what I talk about in, in terms mm. of jockey changes. This is a, a significant negative jockey change. Luke Nolan rode it last start, gets Carlene Heffel, who's only won two from her last 50, going at 4%, which is not good.
0: Yeah, even I know that. I'm no mathematical <laughs> boffin. <laughs> That's not the percentage you want to be riding at.
1: I was looking at this horse. I'm thinking, if you're an owner of this horse, you're saying to the trainer, why are you putting Carlene Heffel on? It's no disrespect to Carlene Heffel. She does well, what she sounds does. Sounds like a lot she's... of
0: disrespect, but we can <laughs> She's
1: an apprentice learning her craft. Huh, I know how that feels. <laughs> if I was the owner, I would say the trainer, why are you putting Carlene Heff on when, you know, Jamie Carr doesn't even have a ride? Then I look at the owners, Peter Moody owns at the trainer, so he's only got himself to answer for. Just in regards to this horse, got an absolute perfect run at Cranbourne last up behind a hot tempo, got out at the right time. The win was okay. The time wasn't too flash considering they went out so hard. I just think down the straight it's a, a different kettle of fish here negative jockey change completely against it's $2.60 mm. at the moment i expected to jump $3 plus so i'm completely against and given it's taking up so much percentage i had to go looking for a bet and i found one in number two no way ever okay it was sort of it does lack a little bit of depth this race and that's obviously why co so short in the market but no way ever it's got some really good three-year-old form from its last campaign form around passive aggressive form around najmati that form is good enough for this Obviously, drawing the inside, not ideal, but if, if the barriers are in the middle of the track like they should be, they might be able to get to the best part of the track. I just think at $10, nowhere ever, is a good each way bet.
0: Very nice. A little bit each way on that. I noticed just below that at the same odds, we've got Dazzling Lucy with the earmuffs pre-race. Nothing spooks me more now. Now that I'm really into my gear changes, nothing spooks me more than earmuffs. And I think, I've worked, I've worked out why, because I, I hate to keep bringing my daughter into this, but there's a kid at her daycare who wears earmuffs 24-7, like on the reg, and no offence to the to the sire of that child, but uh, that kid ain't taking home anything but a participation award. So I'm steering well clear. Max, can you hear my for me? I've got an Oman bet in the third over 1,600. Go on. But I've just realised it's the favourite, and it's number seven, pounding, because at about this time Saturday, that's what I'll be getting. I'm playing cricket. I'm playing week two, and thankfully we're batting. And we're chasing a paltry 642 to win.
1: (laughs) So it must have been a long day in the field while you were at Meredith, was it?
0: I picked the greatest weekend to go away from cricket. 72 overs to chase down 642.
1: So someone made a triple ton, I take it. There
0: was a bloke who made a double. Another guy made 150. Then there was a 98. So, yeah, at least we got that one over him. 98, <laughs> yeah. top that, you sucker. All right, give me the market, Sonny. All right, here's what we're looking at. We've got my guy pounding at about 330, but just edging out unanimous at about 390. Aaron Bay, even I've heard of that horse at 420. They're your top three, and then it drifts out towards double figures. What do we like?
1: i tell you what horse we don't like that's unanimous I think this is going to be the big drifter in the okay. betting I just think it's form lines compared to the next two horses I'll go through are just inferior going to probably get back from that barrier 10 on a slow tempo that's not going to be ideal and as I said I just think that form line's quite weak $3.80 at the moment I think you'll get closer to $6 or $7 by the time the the race jumps so the market mover here has been pounding it's been four twenty into $3.30 I can understand why they're backing this horse coming out of the detonator jack race last week at Sandown that race went really oh. well they went hard they went really hard it did go really well <laughs> <laughs> they went really hard in front and this horse was in the right place at the right time just got run down by detonator jackie obviously destined for much better races on the back up here jamie Carr goes on board huge pluses those two are but i just think going from that really hot tempo of the Sandown race to the really soft tempo of this race I think it's a little bit under the odds of $3.30 at the moment. I just know the big syndicates, they're going to come for this horse. It's going to tick a lot of boxes, but I'm just thinking I'm going to steer clear of it at this stage, particularly because it is pretty well found in the market. The horse I'm tipping is the one you've heard of, Aaron Bay, because we did tip it a couple Uh of weeks ago when it won at Pakenham. That race didn't rate that well, but it was second up. It was going from 1,300 to 1,600 metres, so that was a big ask in terms of fitness. Should be ready to produce its peak rating third up here. No speed in this race. It should roll forward from Barrier to. I just think it sets up absolutely perfectly for this race. Aaron Bay for mine, Sonny Munn.
0: I knew I knew it for a reason, mate, because it's going to win. How good. Hey, speaking of detonator jack, I know it's different spelling, but we're going to dive over to the next here in race four, and there's something pretty juicy that I, I like. It was nearly my own unbet bet, this one. <laughs> Highland jack at about 21 to 1. Different spelling, but I think I'm just... Still in the afterglow of last week's detonator Jack, but another version of Jack is John. We got awesome John coming in at favourite, slightly edging Desperado. If you're a fan of the Antonio Banderas Selma Hayek picture with Cheech Marin, then we've got Freedom Escape at about seven bucks, Blushing Tycoon at nine fifty, then the rest.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to concentrate on the first couple in the market in terms of the map. There's not a lot of speed on paper. I've got Star Spangled Banner going forward. Independent Road might push up. I think Awesome John from that inside gate with Jamie Carr. I think she'll be really positive from Barrier 3. She always jumps them out of the gates really well and as far as the second favorite desperado goes from barrier 13 i expect them to go back from that wide gate so in terms of tempo not a lot of tempo i just want to talk about the two favorites here because i think that's where the race sort of starts and finishes for mine desperado i'm against this horse it's an import having its first run in australia last start at Warrnambool. started 11 dollars on that occasion that's a little bit of a concern they did run well inside standard in this race but they went really hard early and it sort of came over the top of them so they're entitled to run really good time up to 1800 obviously suits but i just think going back from that really hot tempo to a soft tempo will go against this horse and i think it's probably going to end up a horse that gets over 2,000 2400 meters so i just think that adjustment in tempo is really going to affect it so given that i'm going for awesome john here i think this is a really good bet jamie carr jumps on board for john o'shea who is absolutely flying at the moment five from his last 10 10- starts it should map really well just in behind the leaders three year old against the ho- older horses which is a positive i like and it just ticks so many boxes and i just think suited map wise tempo wise jockey wise trainer wise ticks all the boxes so i'm with awesome john in this one Sonny.
0: awesome john number 14 race four that is sounding decidedly like you're putting the bib into the shirt and getting ready to gobble that sounds like benny's best all over it Ooh, maybe we'll maybe. come to that later we'll come to that later little tease for the folks at home <laughs> let's dive into race five now race five's a pretty tight little market at the top here we got number six manhamek if i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly and number 12 invincible caviar bit posh for my liking they're both locked in at about four bucks at the moment then you got my yankee girl at sevens and snapper at nine monarch of egypt is an american horse is that right yeah bred in america i think it, it has recently raced in Hong Kong, so. Do we get many Seppo
1: horses running around here? Nah, the breeding doesn't really suit Australian racing. They do a lot of racing on dirt, so. Good, good. Yeah, we keep, we steer clear of them.
0: Typical Yanks though, isn't it? Just claiming the kingdom of another land. Monarch of Egypt. <laughs> I'm off it. I'm off it already. And my Yankee girl. Stuff them both. We don't need them. What do you like here, though?
1: I do like something here, and it it took a little bit of work for me to get to my tip, but I'll just start Mm. with the horse I don't like. That's Invincible Caviar, obviously a daughter of the great Black Caviar.
0: Nice. This
1: is another one who I just thought had all favours last start. It was... Just in behind the leaders on a hot tempo, got to the right part of the track. One okay, but just in regards to a lot of the times in the publications, these twelve hundred meters at Packenham are out of the shoot now. So the times are a little bit different to what we've been used to at Packenham. Didn't rate all that well on my stuff. Invincible Caviar. Having said that, I do expect, given how sold is in the market, to either firm up a little bit or hold its price. But I'm against it at the moment. Invincible Caviar. I just query the the strength of that form. And although Jamie Carr goes on board, there's Positives there, positives with the trainer, positives with improvement in this match. She's only young, lightly raced. So I can understand why people want to back her, but I'm just, I'm moving away from uh, Invincible, Invincible Caviar. I'm going with Munamek, who. Ah,
0: Munamek. That's how you
1: pronounce when it. When I first looked at this race, Sonny, I'm like, I have to be against this horse. It's 1400 meters down to 1200 meters, which isn't ideal. But then I started delving a little bit deeper. Oh. It's got form around Detonator Jack. Hey,
0: hello. Wow, it's got to be good. It's got to be good.
1: Green fly nugget. This form mine is just far, far stronger than anything that Invincible Caviar has come up against. Okay. I trust the camp. Nick Ryan's the, the most promising young trainer in Australia at the moment. Dee Oliver sticks with it. The, the main query with this horse is obviously the drop-in from the 1,400 to the 1,200 and barrier one down the straight. But I just think this looks like a set play to me. They've freshened it up. They think that it'll pr- appreciate the straight. Mm-hmm. I just think with the class of its form lines, um, it'll be awfully hard to beat. So I'm with Munamek.
0: You know what? I'm with anything that rhymes. If the glove don't fit, you must quit. And if it appreciates the straight, that sounds great. What I just noticed is the Seppo horse, like, you know, the gear changes, they just drop in gelded. But they drop it in so casually, yeah, like yeah. alongside everything. Like, oh, blinkers, yeah, bit off, yeah, gelded. Jesus. It would be a
1: pivotal moment in a human's life if they got gelded. Oh, I
0: know. I mean, imagine it is isn't too flash for the buddy horse either. Imagine being in the docks waiting room. What are you in for? Oh, me? Oh, I get a bit distracted in my periphery, so they're whacking some shades on. <laughs> what about you? I'm getting my cags lopped off. Do you reckon if you were a horse, yeah, you cool. would have been gelded by now, Sonny? I would have been glue by now, mate. Didn't your mum
1: buy you a voucher for a (laughs) Gaudi?
0: That's true. I recently uh, turned 40 and she said, hey, the offer still stands. I'll pay for your vasectomy. Now, as someone who has one child with an ex-partner, I feel like that's already left the stable. But I also really appreciated that she said the offer still stands. Literally had never made the offer before. (laughs) Life begins at 40 unless you're in my nuts. Did you see that guy's balls? Yeah, they were weird looking. All right, race six. Let's dive over here. We are looking at... Two thousand six hundred meters. We're going to be travelling over here. The clear favourite, well, just is the top weight here in Persian or Persian, depending on where you're from. Persian for for. Those well, for anyone who knows the what they're talking about, we got the <laughs> we got the yeah that guy number one, number one with the green hat, you beauty. Number three, Noble Heights at three eighty, Cormorant at four eighty, and Adelaide Ace at seven fifty. Geez, this looks tight. I like the look of Adelaide Ace. Simply because I've got a mate called Ace who, after a big weekend in Adelaide, putrid, was understandably a bit rough and slightly anxious. And then we discovered him in his hotel room and strewn about the hotel was nothing but oysters. He'd ordered three dozen oysters. <laughs> like, Honestly, I know when I'm feeling crook, nothing sorts me out more than 36 slimy mollusks. Nice one, Ace. Anyway, what do you like, mate? Yeah,
1: so this is where the bets dry up a little bit, but it's not going to stop me from having an opinion. (laughs) I think Persan's really well placed here. Even though it's got 60 kilos compared to, you know, the rest at 54 kilos, it is the class runner in the race, obviously running Melbourne Cups before. And you have a look at the quality of the form lines of the rest of them, very much inferior to what Persan has been racing against. But I just worry about whether Persan has, you know, got back to his best form. If I was confident he was... At his form of 12 months ago, I'd be all over him. But couple that with Harry Coffey, who's not really one of my go to jockeys. I'm just willing to let this go. I do think it'll get probably a soft lead in front. I think Noble Heights will come across from Barrier 4 and sit outside it. And that's probably where the race ends. But if I had to choose one to be per sand, but in terms of a betting proposition, I'm willing to sit out of this one.
0: Very wise, mate. Very wise. You can't lose when you don't invest. Race seven, the Kensington Stakes. This is a little dash for cash over 1,000. Only eight runners here. Do some horses and jockeys prefer larger or smaller fields? Like some enjoy cover, some like no traffic, some like heaps. Uh, what's the scenario?
1: Oh, for sure. There's some horses who race better with a little bit of galloping room and um, like to get rolling there. They tend, tend to be the horses who don't have really acceleration. They just go at the one pace the whole time. So yep, yep. on the flip side, some horses like to be cuddled up in behind them and only got a little short sprint. So mm. they, they get out late and try and hit the line at the right time so oh,
0: for sure thinking back to my meredith form on the dance floor i think i'm in the former there i like a bit of space to be able to cut away and just keep <laughs> going at my own pace for three days you got long limbs so they might i do take out an eye if you're not careful that's yeah, the only thing i've got of length so what do we like in race seven are we shouldering arms have we got a market let's have a look shall we there is a clear favorite in rose quartz and then you've got Esther la roca thanks for coming at about 460 550 the top weight Hal Vorsen. I'm going to be mispronouncing every single one of these. That was good, that one. Was it? All right, beauty. Yeah, that was bang on. What about Yulong Command? How's that go for me? That's about eight <laughs> bucks. Perfect. That's half the field. So what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, so I was sort of interested in the, this race, but I just couldn't settle on one. Rose Quartz is the obvious favourite, but you know, it's got some form down the straight. I'm just not sure it's, if it's going as well as it was during the autumn when it was winning really well down the straight. I think it might be better suited at, the, at a 1,200 rather than a 1,000 metres, so there were enough queries on that horse to not take the $2.60. I'm really against Esther Rocker here, who's a second favourite. I think it's a Mooney Valley horse. It's a horse that needs a bend. J Mac rode at last start. There's a negative jockey change there against it. The horse I could probably entertain would be Halvorsen up the top. It, once again, much like Persan in the previous race, I think it's well weighted in this class, despite being the top weight. Got group one form during the autumn. It's had one run back during the the spring ran okay that race rated pretty good i just think second up it's probably better place so i nearly talked myself into that but i just there was too many careers a bit amongst too many runners so can't bet in every race so i resisted the urge once again if i had to pick one it would be hell
0: awesome. race eight over 1400 we got the tab trophy here the top weight is our current favorite but it's pretty tight at the top we got corner pocket at about 420 goa at 550 Nicolini Vito, sounds like someone who gets shot in the first act of a gangster film at six bucks. Morvada, which I believe is some sort of province in India, if you know your geography, at about eight bucks. And Poland, if you really don't know your geography, is an Eastern European country at elevens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and as I said, the bets really dry up as we get further into the card. I'll just have a quick look at the. We're shouldering arms again. Whoa, whoa. We're, we're done for the day sonny I, I, there's a spoiler, are we really spoiler alert for the last race we have to go through them because some people might be you know considering backing some horses. there might be some negatives sure. that i bring up of course of course in terms of the speed map there's a bit of speedy i think pollen and Morvada will push forward rain from the inside gate will push forward i think corner there's no doubt in corner pockets the best horse in the race barrier 15 with tommy Stockdown boy is going to need a lot of luck to get into a position where it gets an economical run so corner pocket was the one i wanted to go you know lean towards but i just think there was enough negatives with this horse that you know you're taking a pretty skinny price of four dollars twenty in, in a field, such a big field particularly when you, you it's, it's very unlikely it's going to get a nice run so yeah that's the reason i'm staying out sunny but i wouldn't blame people for getting involved with corner pocket
0: No, there's no winners in the blame game, but we are shouldering arms once again. And then by now we've already left. Do we have to go back to beat the traffic or is race nine stumps?
1: Race nine, we're we're not getting involved again. It was just it's one of those okay. races. We talk about it every week. It's just you know field of 16, 17. You're trying to pluck one out of there. I prefer to concentrate on the on the races with smaller fields. You can really identify mm. one horse who is you know really well placed. So, you know, particularly with this race, I mean, good luck finding the winner here. I hope you're not trying to get out uh, in this race because it's going to be awfully hard. But I think there's enough good bets earlier in the card to keep us entertained.
0: Yeah, terrific. And not to worry because we're going to dive over to Eagle Farm in God's Country, Queensland, your old hunting ground, so we can always go over there for a few later races with any luck too. So that pretty much wraps up the card for us here, Benny. I need to know what your best is, but I'm going to run through what you've earmarked for us so far. Let me know if I get any of these wrong. Race one, we are on number 12, River Noir. And we're going to hold off until the last moment for potentially a better price on River Noir. Race two, we're going a little bit each way at some value on No Way Ever. Race three, Aaron Bay, even I've heard of it, and you liked what you saw last time around when you tipped it. Race four, sounds strong, a lot of green pens Getting the ticks out for number 14, Awesome John, which is going to overrun the Robert Rodriguez Flick Desperado. Race five, I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, but Munamek. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, not bad, not bad. Close at enough? All. all right, not bad. That's a nice way of saying no. <laughs> so when people say, hey, you do you, it's basically them saying, you're an asshole. Race six, we're not sure if it's the person of old, so we're shouldering arms. Uh, ditto Rose Quartz, we would probably prefer 1200. We're against. Esther La Rocca, because it's a Mooney Valley horse and everyone knows it. Race eight and nine, you've already got the queue in the rack and you're looking over to Eagle Farm. Yeah, for
1: sure. So I'll just go through the best bets. Moonamek. Please. This was a horse who I originally went looking around, just I thought there was a couple of negatives, but I just kept honing in on those strengths in the fact that it's coming out of some really serious form lines. Barrier 1, I just hope, by I think we'll know by the time this race comes around whether Barrier 1 is going to be a hindrance. So it's ter- in Ooh. terms of Munamek, if that Barrier 1 is fine, I'll be all in on that. Uh, I think it's a really good bet. And the best value, the best each way is in race 2, no way ever. I'm really against a favorite coattail here. I just think it's a good risk at that price. And I think no Ooh. way ever about the $10 mark. You can have something each way and get a really good run for your money.
0: Definitely. A lot of interest to be had there early in the card. Thanks for listening to everyone who's tuned in. And if you haven't already jumped over and listened to the Eagle Farm card, do it right now, you goose. Anyway, set yourself a limit, have fun, gamble responsibly. And thanks to Mint Sports and Mint Bet. And thanks more importantly to you, Benjamin J. Clifton. I don't know what your middle name is. That is bang on. Is Is it really? John. is. Is it John? No, it's James. Oh, I should have gone with Jack, a.k.a. the Detonator. Anyway, the Detonator will be back over... You know, I'm now calling you the Detonator. Crikey. The Detonator is going to be exploding over at Eagle Farm any moment now. So if you haven't listened to that, dive into it. Otherwise, we'll be in your ear holes this time next week.